Today's episode is brought to you by... Hey, everybody! Oh gosh, you do that all the time. I'm trying to do an ad, Jamie. Today's episode is brought to you by Hub City Comedy. Hub City Comedy! Man, every Wednesday they have open mic night at the Porter. So, I mean, if you think you're funny, you can actually get on stage and uh, and do your thing. You can. But if you're you're not funny, like me, you can actually go and just listen and enjoy it. Yeah. And and have and have locally brewed beers. Like it's it's a good it's good living, man. And then yeah. also Sean Patton, like famous comedian, because Hub City Comedy doesn't play around. There's lots of great local comedians. Like who who are some of the great local comedians we have? We have Ben Compton, one of my favorites. Joe Carlisle. Yeah. Uh, Jay Evan Curry, Brittany Purvis. Yeah. Devin Dennis, if he's around, you know. Yeah. Great Rule, comedians. Come on, rules. Oh, Jamie Arrington, by the way, I, he's gonna be our guest today, but. Uh, He's pretty funny. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a lot of people. That's more, well, rule of threes. We're doing comedy, so you didn't. I did too. Never mind. Don't worry Sorry. about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So, and then we're gonna have Sean Patton. He's gonna be at Brewski's on Friday, June eighteenth. Uh, that's a big deal. Like this is uh get your tickets. Like he's famous. Yeah, like he's, not he, even pretend I've, famous. I, I, I've seen him perform. Yeah, live. he's great. He's hilarious. So yeah, and then it's it's their eleven year anniversary coming up this summer. So stay tuned for more details on a possible reunion show. Yeah. Hashtag breaking news. Uh, follow them on all their social media platforms because it's twenty twenty one. If you're not already, what are you really? What are you doing? You churning butter in an Amish community? No, you need to follow Hub City Comedy. Link in the description. We got Jamie Arrington today. It's going to be a great show. So it's time to get to it. Lego. Let's go. Hardest Street Boys, Hardest Street Boys, the Hardest Street Boys, the Hardest Street Boys, the Hardest Street Boys, Hardest Street Boys, Hardest Street Boys, it's the Hardest Street Boys. Like and subscribe. So Jamie, you're a yogi now? Well, I did attend a hot yoga class this past week. It was mighty intense. But yeah, it was hot. Yeah, like... Uh, Scalding hot. How hot does that room get? So this is over at Power Yoga. Power Yoga and Movement. Next over, to our our, yeah. uh, our neighbor dad's business, Science First, actually. Yes, and also uh, our good friends over at Play It Again Sports, right over there in that cubbyhole corner by Winn-Dixie. Yeah, man. Yeah, I went to the hot yoga, and it got pretty warm in there. I think it's a, a balmy 104 degrees-ish. Hmm. It, it's pretty hot. That's warm. Yeah. Did you and, then you, and then you stretched in it, too. I was doing, I was doing all the moves I could, and uh, yeah. Can I say that it felt pretty amazing when I finally got out of there? I'll just say that it was kind of like, oh. Yeah. I was pouring sweat. I mean, you did the whole, you posed topless. Yeah. You got to. I mean, I guess. I don't. I guess you don't have to. Is it that hot? Like where you just? Well, I, I'll tell you. I wore a shirt in there, and I looked around, and like none of the guys are wearing shirts, and all the the women are like in sports bras. Uh, they've been there before, and I quickly like felt my forehead beating up with sweat, and I looked down, and I'm just like, oh, my shirt will get like completely soaked with sweat. So I just decided to just take it off right there early mm -hmm. on. And yeah. Yeah. So, man, I mean, I, I feel like you probably get pretty close with the people in the class, too, like, because you actually go through something. and You do. It is, it's that kind of cool thing where afterwards you're all kind of like, you know, just bonding, so to speak. It's, you've all been through this thing together. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I'm, I can't wait to try it. I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. We, we actually have a class that we're going to do. And it'll be cool having uh, Daniel and Emily on the show, too. So that'll be, that's really exciting. Yeah. 
So Definitely. yeah, man. So when are you gonna join me for a workout? Like uh, when are we gonna go lift heavy things repeatedly and count loudly? Uh, whenever you want. You know, I'm always down. But you know, I talk, I got tennis and things, so mm. you know, I don't want to. You know, the I can old, have, whatever, man. We'll make it happen. The old tennis excuse. Yeah. Yeah, right. the old tennis excuse. You don't you don't want to go like do some uh some some power style workouts, bro? Maybe I do. Maybe I need that in my life. Maybe some medicine balls, some core, get on my core. Yeah. I'm trying to get on pull-ups, man. That's uh I started doing that at versus and I'm dude, I'm terrible at pull-ups. Oh, I can never do a pull-up. I'm a heavy guy. So. Oh, it's this whole like fighting gravity thing that uh yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. But, you know. Yeah. It's uh it's a fun it's a fun thing to keep you keep you healthy, keep you in shape. It's really cool all the different options we have in Hattiesburg. We do. We have um, so many options. So to, the fact that we can do that, hot yoga and hot versus yoga and movements. But uh, yeah, last week was was pretty awesome. It was fun getting to hang out with uh, with our our executive producer Ty Sullivan. Yeah, um, he's a producer now. So. We're, yeah, exactly. We're making things happen. He's, we're, we're making moves. Yeah, man. Big big shout out to him. Um, and uh, yeah, we uh, we went to Farm to Fork. Farm to Fork, baby. Out at the barn at Bridalwood. What a cool space. Man, Martha and Rhonda, they they came correct. Yeah. They, they really put uh, an awesome event together. Oh yeah, some serious involvement there. All the fine folks at Extra Table saw some friends came down from Jackson to run in the 5K and they had a great time. So it was always fun. Yeah, your buddy won the 5K. Yeah, my buddy Tim. Yeah, good job, Tim. Yeah, he just wanted. To, he's like, I'm just gonna run today. Yeah, and he did. Well, not a lot of people think about that. If you just sprint the whole time, you're probably gonna win. Possibly. So I mean, just try that next time you're running. It's weird, you know. Just you, they sprint always, and just never stop. They tell you to and pace be yourself faster than everyone. They tell you to pace yourself. He didn't. He's right. Just and he didn't pass out. Not until after the race. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's always there's always a price <laughs> exactly. to pay. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's funny, man. Yeah, I wonder if you heard our guest, uh, Jamie, Jamie Arrington. Maybe. I guess he was heckling runners, and I I want to know how you get that gig, because yeah. I do that in my spare time, and well, no Jamie's one a, asks me, so it, it, he, it's an issue. He's a funny guy, so it's like, hey, give this guy a megaphone and like let him just do his thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and then you had, uh, and then you performed. You actually played music there. Yeah, I played to a couple people early in the morning. I did have to work that day, but I, it was nice to get out there early. And uh, one of the coolest things was playing with Cal, the saxophone player who mm -hmm. who played the national anthem before the before the race. Yeah, uh, that was always fun. I love collaborating with different musicians and stuff. And he's an amazing saxophone player. Yeah, and it was just so fun uh, performing with him, even for two, a few seconds. You know, right. He sounded good, man. I was talking to him. Uh, I I got just you know I was just getting footage of the event, and that's on our on our Patreon. Whatever we mentioned that too much, um, but I was trying to convince him to like stretch the national anthem out and see if he could actually get it to twenty minutes. Really? Because he said it's about a minute and a half. Yeah. Like he played a gig, uh, or he had played it for like uh, I don't know, it was like a military base or something, and they were like, it's a minute and twenty. You have a minute and twenty four seconds. Or whatever for that's the it. national anthem, like don't. It's that's how, you know. It's military. They yeah. they know how long the national anthem is, and uh, yeah, I was trying to get him to stretch it out. He said he got it to about two and a half minutes, um, but just I, keep practicing, Cal, and you'll get to you'll get to a half hour. I feel like that's sure. a thing, one of those things where uh, 
people like to bet on that during like the Super Bowl, like the over under. There's like an over under for the how long the national anthem's gonna last. That is some degenerate gambling, right there. Isn't that there. crazy? Goodness, oh my gosh. But yeah, that was a really fun event. I th- it was cool that they did it outside. Everything's spaced. I mean, everybody was really spaced out. So that oh, was yeah. smart to have it there. Uh, and then a cycling race is such a huge undertaking because you got to have like. You got, I mean, that's a huge course. It's a, the longest course was 62 miles. Is that right? So yeah. if somebody like gets a flat or if, uh, you know, you got to have like radio, they had like a huge radio control center there yeah. and they had like ambulances and stuff now, just to prepare. The ride wasn't, a, it, it was more of a bike ride, but not really a race. I feel like they right. were, they, okay. Right. I think they had an escort service, basically like police officers were out there kind of making sure that the group was, right. I guess, you know, safe because they were on the roads at some point. Part of the you know part of the ride was on actual roads. Oh, I incorrectly called it a race several times in last week's episode. It's all right. So, and I just you did think it again. I mean, no. So we could yeah. host our own race. Ride or run. Okay. It wasn't a race. It yeah. wasn't a competition, but you can still win. The running was a race, but the right. riding riding was a ride. Was chill. Yeah. But there's some people out there like saw one guy. He was finished, like the only guy who was back, and said they averaged like 23 miles an hour with hills that's insane that's some serious pedaling over 20 miles an hour on on just the trace on flat is like pretty good but if you're doing that in the hills some serious riders so it's cool to see that the the race or the ride sorry the ride yeah was uh not competitive but you have you know elite athletes coming and participating so yeah getting involved it all went to benefit extra table they, they what? They fed 354,000 families last month. Pretty awesome. And pretty cool to see how many fun people and cool people were there. I got to throw axes. Uh, Alley Cats had their um, their little trailer where they got the their, their mobile uh, yeah. lanes. You know, you could throw axes. And I hit the bullseye first try, the 30th time. I just got to say, it's pretty cool the kind of stuff that they do as far as fun, fundraising for Extra Table. You know, in years past, they've done the Over the Edge campaign. Uh, where people could rappel off of the Carter building and stuff like that at Hubfest. Like, they always come with some interesting ways to raise money for the charity, and uh, I think the Farm to Fork run was pretty darn cool, and hopefully it'll be an annual event for sure. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was it was, it was was awesome. Very well put together. But, uh, yeah, we got to get, get to Jamie. What do we have coming up? Uh, this next week, I know, and we've we failed to mention this uh, in past weeks. Nick's Ice House. I know the Icemen play Thursday, but Wednesday nights too. They also have Stephen and Francis are doing. They're doing their open mic. They're doing night. an open mic thing, but I think it's for musicians. Yeah. Um. So there, there is that going on. Uh, we have Blue Jazz. They've always had live music, and they just announced that they they bought uh what used to be Brownstones. Yeah. It was Blue Jazz. Yeah, their old space. But they 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 bought their old space, so Blue Jazz will be actually moving back to where they were. And then something yeah. new and fresh is going to happen in the current Blue Jazz location, which is exciting. Yeah, all good things. And uh, then you got a gig Friday tomorrow yeah, in Laurel. Yeah, playing in Laurel on Friday night, um, 325th Street. Probably going to start about 8.30, 9 o'clock-ish. It's the return of Battle Cat, Massive J and Battle Cat. So exciting, That's exciting awesome. stuff. That'd be great to have Scott. That's great. Yeah. And then I have my, my drummers are performing outside at the high school. Yes. Uh, tomorrow it starts at 530. Anybody can come. It's outside. Bring your chairs. Bring your, you know, there's no concessions, so bring your own concessions, whatever that means for you. Live yeah. your life. Live yeah. your truth. Do, your, do, your, do you. And uh, it's going to be wild. It's going to be fun. Um, some cool music 
Uh, these kids pick some cool songs. It's not like, also, it's not like a typical kid performance. We're yeah. not playing kids bop. They're drumming. Stuff. They're drumming. It's actual songs. Yeah, that's so awesome. It'll be cool. So, yeah, we need to bring Jamie on. Let's get him in here. I want to find out who the one true Jamie is. I don't know what that means, but yes. Get ready. Whatever that means. <laughs> we will find out who the one true Jamie is. Let's go. Dude, what's up? Dude, I, I don't know. What's wrong? Man, just like everybody got in on the cryptocurrency game, like kind of early. Yeah. They look like they're balling and... I don't know. I just, I didn't invest. You didn't? No. You want to talk about it? I'll see how that's really going to help. You want to, you want to sing about it? What? Yeah, I'll make a beat and you can sing about it. How's that? You just have that ready to go whenever? Sometimes. End of story. That's good. No commentary needed. That was an amazing story. Thank you. Episcopal. Episcopal. Well, Jamie, it's good to have you here on the show, man. This is fun. It's great to be here. Man. So I was thinking all the way over here, you like you couldn't name a street after your podcast because you're kind of already named after the street. Mm -hmm. So if you could change one street or you could make your own street name in Hattiesburg, what would you name that street? Oh, what would I name this? I would name it Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Clang. Wu-Tang Clang. The Wu-Tang Clang Boulevard. But it would be a street. It wouldn't actually be a boulevard. I would name it after our city's most popular restaurant, Olive Garden. Olive Garden <laughs> Boulevard. <laughs> Dude, why do people love chains so much? What? That's a big deal here. Familiarity, I think. Yeah. Like, cause when you go, you know what you're gonna get, mm -hmm. and it's like mom and pops are awesome, and there's it's always fun to check out new things and you get to new places. But like, if you want something comfortable, you know what you're gonna get at Applebee's, even though Applebee's is dead here. Right. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's uh, I, we're we're really big on eating local. And uh, but that is because that is such a big thing. People want to eat at chains here. Um, that's what I like, though, about local businesses and Hattiesburg in general. It's a very unique place. Um, and the fact that we have our own uh, comedy, uh, I, it's a stand up comedy group, Hub City Comedy. You found it in what? This was in 2010, 2010, 2010. So you're about to celebrate 11 year anniversary uh, this summer. Um, but you wouldn't call it a, is that a comedy troupe? What would you call a group of stand-up comedians? Um, a gaggle. A gaggle. Uh, it's a loosely knit group of comics. So, like, people come and go. Mm. And this basically, I know you didn't ask me this, but I want to tell you how it started. So, Rock 104 had a comedy contest, and it was in Laurel back in 2010. April 2nd, 2010. And... I had wanted to do comedy for a long time. So I'd moved around doing different things, and I came back to Hattiesburg, but there was not really a comedy scene. So I saw they had this open mic comedy contest. I was like, okay, this is much. If I'm going to do it, i got to do it now. So I, I wrote a set. I had everything. I was very well prepared. If you heard the set now, it was pretty terrible. But it was a brutal night of people trying to tell jokes. So I ended up winning, and I met a guy named Mercer Morrison, who um, he had a, just a brutal set that night. It was about Shark Week, and they, nobody cared. And, um, but Mercer's killing it now. Mercer has a huge following on TikTok. He moved up to New York. But, so the comics come and go. We have people that have, you know, Los Angeles, Austin, San Antonio, Houston. We have people that leave, you know, New York. We have people that leave and, and, and move all over. So it kind of just a rotating group of comics that promote and perform in our own shows. And really for the past 
10 years, it's kind of been an adventure in bringing in some of the best up-and-coming comics, and the locals get to open for them. Mm. So it's been a win-win. Yeah, that's re- I think that's really cool because we do have a lot of funny people here. Um, but, man, the amount of talent that you have brought to Hattiesburg, like, I mean, for me personally, seeing Hannibal Burris in Brewskies was like this surreal thing. Like, I've seen this guy on television for so many years, and this guy's he's so funny. And then he's he's in he's in he's in Brewskies like he's in here. It's so crazy to me that you've gotten those people. Now, how do you how have you gotten or have you I guess formed those relationships with these really high caliber comedians? We try. Well, the first thing is you do what you're going to say to you're going to do, and you treat them right, and you try to exceed expectations. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, we always put deals to where, hey, we sell more tickets, you make more money. That's, you know, kind of how we're going to do it. And so when you do that with comics, they'll help spread the word. So the first comic we booked was a comic named Pat Dixon. And that was through Facebook. We mm-hmm. just shot him a Facebook message. And he was like, How, you know, make me an offer. So we, we didn't know what we were doing. It kind of panned out. Mm-hmm. But after that, he says, hey, is there anybody you want to come through? And I said, well, there's a comic that I like. His name's Nate Bargatze. And he's like, oh, I'll talk to Nate. So he talks to Nate the next week when he runs into him in one of the clubs in New York. So Nate comes, and then I had so Nate has a great time. So then Nate helps us get Sean Patton. Nate helped me get Hannibal, and it just kind of snowballed from there. Right. So when you have those folks that come through, and a lot of them we got on the way up. Like Rory Scovel was another guy that we got before he blew up. So you get them before they blew up, then they blow up, and then you have those relationships. And they and, and the crowds in Hattiesburg are amazing. Uh, there's a comic named Tom Segura, who's kind of evolved into a big deal. Yeah. And Tom spoke about Hattiesburg several times while he's been out. Hell. Todd Berry wrote his book about his travels, and it's called Thank You for Coming to Hattiesburg. So really, we've been able to do amazing things with putting the scene together, mm-hmm. but also the, the the way that Hattiesburg responds to our shows and responds to these comics has really made it a special place for comedy. Yeah, wow. Man, Rory Scovel is one of those guys that his latest special that he did in Atlanta was one of those... I'm just nerding out right now, the fact that, like, what's he like? Because it just seems like he's one of those guys. He's like a guy I went to school with, but funnier. You know what he, I mean? He was so, he, so when we had Rory, it was Rory and Sean Patton at Sidelines. It was on a Monday night. We only had, like, 25 people in the building, but they murdered it. Like, Monday Night Football was on in the background, and Rory is just <laughs> riffing on the whole. I mean, it was just it was amazing to watch him, and you're like, Okay, he's gonna be big. Like, right. He just kind of had you just like, okay, this guy, but it's such a sweet. I mean, like one of my relatives died um, a couple years ago, and he was like the first person to send me a message. He saw it on Facebook and was like, just mm. such a good dude. So so happy for him and and all of his success. Yeah. Wow. They kept the TVs on. Well, they kept them. They're in the background, so they weren't <laughs> like in the, the the way the stage was facing. So that's what he sees, and he's oh, like, yeah, yeah. So he just starts riffing on it, and it was so funny. Wow, that's funny. Man. I wish I was that gifted. Well, okay, so this is what this you have the open mic night on Wednesdays at the Porter, right? At this at nine p.m. Um, I've always wanted to do stand up comedy, but I've always just been way too much of a coward. How did you start doing stand up comedy? How did you like? How did you get the the guts to actually go up and do it? I always wanted to do it. Like ever since I was a kid, I felt like okay, this is what I'm going to end up doing. So I bought books, and I I was a I was a mascot for a while for I guess about ten years. And during that time, I had a creative outlet, so I didn't need a creative outlet. But I had those books. I bought those books. I read. I watched all the specials. I had notebooks. I made notes for the longest time. And it's just something I kind of felt like was going to eventually happen. But there weren't 
opportunities, especially around here. So we, you know, after that open mic comedy competition, me and Mercer met up and we said, let's let's start a scene. Like, it's not going to start without we're gonna, so somebody's going to take action to make it happen. So we found a place that let us have shows. Kelly and Tay, they paid us in burritos, and then. Uh, we had a place, the Martini Spot, uh, that let us do open mics, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. So for us creating that, it, we were able to bring other people who wanted to do comedy and didn't know about the outlet, or they could come to an open mic and they can see how terrible a lot of people are, and they would get the confidence, like, okay, if, it, if they're doing that bad, surely I can go up here and kill it. Right, right. That's the thing with open mic. It's all trying out jokes, so you don't know how it's going to go, and it can be really brutal or it can be really great. Right. But if, but if you're if you're trying to get that courage up, it's great watching other people suck at it. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I, yeah, I feel like bombing is what everybody's worried about. But yeah. also, like if you if you watch comedians talk about it, it's kind of like that's the rite of passage. Like if you can get through bombing, because it's gonna happen. It's not if, it's when. If you can get through bombing, then you're in the club. You know? Yeah, yeah. And like for me, I, I don't know. I just never. I, I mean, I need to come check it out. I want to just see what it's like. Uh, but what's the best advice you have for somebody who would want to get into comedy and maybe uh, they're nervous about like the open mic thing? How what would you what would you say to somebody who's on the fence? I would say learn joke formulas. Learn how to write a joke. Learn how to put a joke. It's not about just getting up there and telling a story. It's not about when you go up there and tell a story. Like you watch somebody like a John Mulaney. Mm -hmm. If you listen to John Mulaney. Every other sentence has a punchline. It's a series of jokes strung together to make a story. So when you get up there and tell something funny that happened to you, I've got hilarious stories that I've never been able to convert into jokes just because of the structure of it. You're trying to, you're trying to lay the, the narrative out the beginning, middle, and end. But, uh, you know, it's not just you getting up there telling funny stories. It's not getting up, you just getting up there riffing. Mm -hmm. Come prepared. Write some jokes. You don't have to fill the full time. You don't have to do full three to five minutes, whatever the time limit is. Just go up there, have some stuff structured in a joke format, and try it out and see what happens. Yeah. Fail, fail, and then fail better. Gotcha. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, and that's the thing too that you have joke formulas. The fact that you're thinking of it as it is an art form. It's not just something that oh, funny people do because they, you know, it's it's like for real, like a, an actual craft you have to work yeah. on. You know, that's really cool. So, so you do stand up comedy. Hub City Comedy, but you also have your own podcast, To The Top Talk. To The Top Talk, yeah, covering Southern Miss Athletics with uh, two of my best buds, Jason Bailey and Shane Lott. We have a blast just kind of recapping the events of Southern Miss in the week. We've kind of gotten away from doing interviews like we traditionally had done just because there's other outlets for Southern Miss interviews now, as that wasn't the case when I started. Mm -hmm. But we still will have guests occasionally, but it's just basically three guys riffing, three guys that love Southern Miss and just, just having a good time. Yeah, so it's it's like a hang too. It's like a hang. It's like it's like the it's like a the fans' voice. It's like we we come at it as a perspective of hardcore fans, and a lot of our listeners are the hardcore fans. So mm -hmm. um, that's kind of the approach we take with it. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's really cool uh, that you started that. Same thing with Hub City Comedy. You seem like a, seem like a guy who's just like, well, I'll do it myself. Yeah, if you can, you got to make it happen. Yeah, you can't wait on anybody else. <laughs> I love that. And then you recently, uh, tell you just you got a, a, a new gig with this this huge show. What is the success? I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name. The School of Greatness with Lewis Howes. School of Greatness. Yes. Oh my gosh. So tell me a little bit about that. That's pretty cool. It's an amazing 
it is an amazing group of people to work with. I mean, Lewis, of course, is the leader. He's the he's the CEO, uh, but it's really just a great positive environment. And there's a couple of different things in what we do, but the main thing is the School of Greatness podcast. It's consistently in the iTunes top 200. I don't know other podcast charts. That's the only one I know, so that's the only one I reference. Mm-hmm. But a lot of amazing guests on there. Um, recently, uh, Tony Robbins was on last week. Glennon Doyle, uh, Kobe Bryant was one of my favorite episodes, mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey. Anybody who is into like inspiration and stuff has usually been on there. Uh, but it's really it's, it's a great time. It inspires a lot of people to do a lot of big things. And we also have a coaching program. We also have an online course program, and as well as eventually we'll get back to having live events occasionally. But uh, just a lot of really cool things going on for Lewis. And we have a big surprise, actually, that's going to come out next week so be on the lookout for that there's some some really cool things about to happen that that are really going to put some visibility on the school of greatness wow that's great yeah yeah that's awesome there i saw uh i was you know i was stalking you on instagram and i saw the school of greatness that they had tony robbins on that guy man what an inspirational guy i mean actually everybody you just named kobe bryant and, yeah. and matthew mcconaughey too i just read his book green lights it's like oh i need to check that man, out man it's so good yeah it's so good i'll let you i'll let you borrow my yeah card. yeah that'd be awesome <laughs> but yeah man well that's that's great you it's guess. been it's great it's a, a great work it's great to be a part of it great to just can contribute you know take what i do and apply it where it's needed and yeah. there, we have a lot of great people there so i'm i'm, I'm excited I'm thrilled to be there that's awesome man that's awesome well Look, you you obviously are doing a lot in in the community, and one very uh, visible example was when we were at the Extra Table Farm to Fork event. Yeah, you were heckling runners. Uh, I saw some of the clips. I want to know of those two ladies. Did they actually race? Like who who won? Yeah, they actually raced. <laughs> I was I was trying to think of things. So, like, I like to roast, but with roasting. Anytime you have any kind of mean-spiritedness, I guess, or rage, or you, you need to have noble targets. Mm-hmm. So these people are out here running for charity. Mm-hmm. So they were telling us, like, hey, don't, you know, don't say anything too bad, you know. So I called it encouragement. So I would try to encourage as opposed to, to heckling. I did get heckled myself a couple of times, which was actually quite funny. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, the whole time we're out there, me and Ben Compton, we were just trying to have fun really is what it came down to but so these ladies are walking by and i was just like hey which two one of you two would win in a race and she was like she would and i was like all right let's go and they went and they ran and then the girl on the right one if you see that, that youtube clip, nice, she, cr- yeah. she crushed it so. <laughs> well yeah and I, I saw you had like you had the water out for somebody and you know acting like here here you go like yeah, you gotta throw it on cup. yeah yeah <laughs> like freaked out man that yeah, was so was cool. funny uh, I mean, do you do stuff? Do you get asked to do stuff like that a lot? I mean, I'm not ru- yelling at runners, but but like go to yeah. events and do stuff like that, or not re- like, you know, I kind of was in a dark place like the past few years. Like I was, I was really kind of overrun with work. Comedy became more about promotion than than writing and having fun. Mm. So when you kind of have this reset with the pandemic, my whole mentality was say yes more. So, like, two years ago, I probably wouldn't have done that run. Mm. Um, but it seems like lately there have been more opportunities. So I did a, I did a, a Q&A for a, a, a regional movie that's about the, to come out on DVD. I did, like, a Q&A with there. But I wouldn't have done that. But they asked me to do it. I was like, yeah. You know, it was like, I'm going to say yes more. Um, mm-hmm. Doing the little article with Signature Magazine. 
I wouldn't have done that a couple years ago. So I've been trying to say yes more. So when Martha asked me, and Martha Allen is very, very, uh, she does not take no for an answer. She is very scary, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she asked me to do it, so I, I was happy to. And uh, it was fun. It was it's, it's fun when you do things that you think are uncomfortable. When you, you you do things that you don't think you'll, you know, I wasn't sure how it would go. I was like, I can have fun with this, but you don't know how people are going to respond. But when you get out there and you actually do it and you make it happen, you have fun, then it's a lot more fulfilling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Man, that's awesome. That's really great. I, be, I, I totally believe that, too. Like, it's one thing to stay in your comfort zone, but especially this last year, uh, if you didn't evaluate what you were doing and see, like, where you could make things better, yeah. you know? Then you you kind of wasted your time. Yeah, you know, like what would you actually do then? Right, right. I probably did it honestly. I probably did it too much. I'm a little neurotic, but you know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, the, we can turn this negative into a positive, and so that's really great to see that you're doing that, man. Um, I actually kind of want to play a game with you. Let's, we we let's ha- dance. Let's we go. have we have some beef to settle. All right. What? Yes. Uh, we have to figure out who the one true Jamie is. It's and me. We have Massive J. We have Jamie Arrington. And so I, I want to do some comedy trivia. Can I can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. What is what's your real name? It's James. Mine is Jameson. Ooh. Mine is Jameson. So. so Interessante. The 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 uh, you know, That's even in the Jamie community, there's some diversity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> I didn't realize how deep the Jamie rabbit hole went. So, right after this, we're gonna play the one true Jamie. Crypto foam. Back to your street name thing, I was thinking Massive Way. Massive Way, I like it. Oh, that would be. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that would be perfect. It's a great. But I don't get a word in edgewise, so I didn't get to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's competitive talking, man. I didn't know it was like that. I don't want to interrupt anyone. Bro, that's that's dinner at my house my entire childhood. Okay, <laughs> here we go. So I'm gonna read. Thanks, most Dad. of these are quotes, but you just have to guess that comedian. Okay. Start it again. Say it. Sorry. Say it again. We're leaving that in. This is called Guess That Comedian. All right, you ready? So you can use your buzzer, all right? Yes, and we'll see if we how we do here. Homicide, narcotics, parades. He's talking about a bachelor party. It's a male comic where he could throw a parade on a moment's notice. Hannibal Burris. Yes. One okay. for that's James. A good, that's a good one. Do we get counted off for getting it wrong? No. Okay, awesome. No, it's like bonus points. Just go for it. Okay. All right. Uh, this comedian hates Cajuns and talks about drowning a dog. Tom Segura. Yes, well done. Well done. Guy asked me if I wanted a frozen banana now, and I said... Mitch Hedberg. Very well done. Two to one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Olivia? Nate Bargatze. Nice. Uh, I don't know how things work. A needle on a record, it just picks up the sound. Concrete is just all of the buildings. Microphone, you just yell into the cage thingy and the sound goes through the wire. How does anything actually work? Oh, I feel like I know that. 
He also calls Atlanta people Lantons. Hello, Lantons. Lanta, Lantons. His jacket and his latest special is up for the first 30 minutes. He's got his shirt hanging out underneath. And time, that's Rory Scovel. Ah, Rory Scovel. oh, that, yeah. That's all right. It's all right. Uh, this comedian, her daughter is very mean. She says her daughter is beautiful, going to University of Tennessee, and she's she's an athlete, but she is mean to the family. Leanne Morgan? Yes. Very well done. And Leanne Morgan is actually opening for Nate Bargatze at Last, Last for Life, Life. Yes. Which sold out in like... Sold out in eight minutes. Dude, I, I, I was an hour behind and thinking I could get a ticket, and how foolish I was. That's really great, man. Last for Life. Last yeah. for Life, how, how did... How's what's that? What's that? Real quickly in the middle of the yeah, game. Yeah. So Last for Life is a charity event that Kent Oliver came up with. Kent is a guy who has uh, who has cancer. He has myeloma. Does he? Is it myeloma? Yeah. I don't still don't know what that is, but he's got it, um, and he's he's still alive. So that's good. But he wanted to put on a comedy show to raise money. And uh, first time I met him, I, I mean, we went to the same high school. But the first time we talked about it, I really I loved his ambition, but I thought he was really out of his mind. I was like, there's no way that you're going to be able to go pack out the Sanger and get these. You know, he wanted Frank Caliendo, and it just happened. So mm -hmm. we've been doing this now. Gosh, we've had, I think this is the fifth, fifth or sixth? I can't remember. Fifth or sixth edition. It's been amazing. We've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for cancer-related charities, local charities. Um, it's been really amazing to be a part of. So Wow, man, that's really cool. That's really cool that we have that those kind of acts here, but also – the work that Last for Life is doing. And that's in July, right? July 13th? July, July 30th. July 30th. July yep. 30th. But that hey, close. stay tuned. We're trying to make something else happen with Last for Life this year. We will see if anything does, but we're trying to make something happen due to the high demand of tickets this year. Oh, man. Or four tickets. Yeah, yeah. Well, stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right, here we go. Back to the game. This guy actually saw somebody try and register an emotional support peacock. A lady thought she needed... A peacock as an emotional support animal. He also has a salacious story from Baton Rouge. Go ahead. I, I thought. Sean Patton. Sean Patton, ah. who will be here in Brewskies. In, is that June 18th? June 18th. June 18th, 18th at, at Brewskies. Yeah, Sean Patton. Okay. Uh, this comedian wonders if indoor cats know that the outdoors exists. I have indoor cats, and they definitely know outdoors exist because they're constantly trying to escape. Yeah, mine does too. Her next special is actually going to be completely animated. And she's from Mississippi. Tig Notaro? Tig Notaro, well done, well done. Hey, fun fact about Tig. So you guys have been around for a while. Do you remember Mr. Gaddy's? Yes. Her dad used to manage the Mr. Gaddy's in Hattiesburg. No way. Yes, small world. Small world. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Her dude. brother, her brother Renault, was born here in Hattiesburg. Wow. Miss, yeah, Mr. Gaddy's is where you went after every soccer season. It was lit. Uh, this guy can do an incredible Morgan Freeman impression. Frank Caliendo. Yep. 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 Jamie, Jamie so, Massengill. I forget what the score is. I could definitely oh, put it up on the screen free. and post, but I think Massengill is losing. No worries. There's your sign. Billingville. Yeah. Yeah. This comedian did the doggy bounce. Arf, arf. Todd Berry. No, and, you want to do it. And Dimitri Martin. Yeah, and Dimitri Martin. That's right, that's right, that's right. This comedian, these comedians like the cheap seats. 
Oh, you beat me. The Sklar Brothers? The Sklar Brothers. Brothers. Saw them Sklar at Brewskies. Saw them at Brewskies, yes. Yeah. Amazing time. All right. And, and actually, everybody on this list, I believe, everybody on this list has been a part of Hub City Comedy. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. So Awesome. That's, that was our... That was our angle. That was our Hello. angle. Coming a little, is, is that a callback? I don't know if that's, that's a great. Yeah. yeah, no wonder he got them all right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be a little skewed towards uh, to Mr. Arrington. It's fine. Okay, how about this? How about this? How many times have you heard tonight? Who has the tickets? This comedian's talking about every time you go to a show, someone's always going, "Who has the tickets? You have the tickets? Do I have the tickets? Do you have the tickets?" Every time you go to a show, asking, "Who has the tickets?" He sounds like this. It's Jerry Seinfeld. There you go. There you go. And then this is my favorite one. This has nothing to do with Hub City Comedy. The guy goes to a store. It's closed, but it says open 24-7. Sees the manager, and the manager says, well, not in a row. It's open 24-7, but not in a row. He talks like this. Stephen Wright? Yes. Oh, Stephen Wright? Very well done. Who is Stephen Wright? Who is Stephen? <laughs> the, the guy on the couch. All right, and here we go. The last one. Hattiesburg is a Choctaw word for let's go to Chili's. Jamie Arrington. Nice. That's uh, nice. Get him out of here. That's one of my only jokes. So. How'd <laughs> <laughs> you get that one, one right? On, right? Dude, that was awesome, man. Thanks for playing that Thanks game with me. us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and you're now the one true Jamie, so you can have all of Massive J's possessions. You know, and I was thinking about this. And I'll, I'll, I appreciate all the gifts. Um, they should have had a, a best of the Pine Belt category, best local Jamie. Mm. And mm. I thought, the first name I thought it was Jamie Massengill because he's amazing. But if I was going to pick a best local Jamie, I would pick Jamie Ferris just because he keeps, I mean, he keeps us, he keeps the hospitality flowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hospitality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's got that whiskey 101 class too. Also at the porter. That's right before they. There yeah. are some confused whiskey drinkers when open mic starts. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you either have like a very warm audience or very just like, hey, what is very, this? what is that? This yeah. is this isn't there's, Lincoln Road package store. <laughs> there's nothing in between. That's hilarious. Well, man, it was great having you. It's really great to hear uh, all the stuff you got going on, man. It's good to have. Uh, we got to hang out more. Yeah, man. I love. I had a great time. Thanks, guys, for having me. I love the show. Great to be on the uh, Hardy Street Boys. Oh man, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, do you want to like close with a joke? Is that like a thing Ooh. we could do? You know what? You guys want to help me work on a joke? Sure. Let's. Yeah. Okay. Let's try. It. Let's do that. So I got okay. this. I love this premise. Okay. So last for life. We may get this there. So I was trying to think about like where, where, like where's the next pandemic coming going to come from? Mm. Okay. Would it surprise anyone if it came from the waters of the Mississippi Gulf Coast? No. If it was something like Gulfport pox? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, dude. <laughs> I haven't quite figured it out yet, but then I want to say something about we've been social distancing on the beaches of Gulfport for years. Right. Um, but I haven't quite got that down yet. Yeah. Well, it is. But you, you see, you see how you have something there. You have got something there. There's something there. But you kind of have to milk it, or you know, rough it up a little bit, and and, and uh, ball it up before it becomes a, a before it becomes a cocoon, and then birth into an, a usable joke. Well, I, I think you can, and then you're talking about coast like Ocean Springs stayed open like the whole time, like COVID basically didn't exist, and their numbers were super low. So maybe there's a something there like 
what secrets do the pirates of the Mississippi Gulf Coast know, maybe? Yeah. You know, like, because I don't know. Al Capone had a house in Ocean Springs at one time. Really? Yeah. Wow. yeah. So, yeah. Gulfport Pox. Gulfport Pox. <laughs> yeah. I so just like saying Gulfport Pox. That's what it is. So, do you start a lot of times with an idea and then work your way up to it? Either, I either start with an idea or I'll start with a punchline. So, I'll know something that sounds funny to me and then I'll kind of work my way back. Yeah. Or I'll have like an idea about something and you could, you talked about the rule of three. Mm-hmm. And always that third is is a surprise, is a right. twist. So I, it does. That's kind of how I I work. And a lot of times it, it'll it'll really honestly it'll be stuff that my wife says that I think is funny, and then I'll just kind of take credit for it. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's that's a, that's a true partnership. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> she says a lot of mean things. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, she's a sweetheart. <laughs> Well, she's, I mean... I don't want to get beat with a hammer when I get home. Oh, my gosh. That is pretty mean. Not, not again, at least. Not again. Not, <laughs> <laughs> she ta- But to be fair, she did warn you. She did warn me, yeah. And yeah. really, it's kind of your yeah, fault. I, yeah, I had it coming. At that point, man. <laughs> Dude, this is great. This is awesome. I think we're just going to... This is us fading out. We fading out here? And scene. <laughs>